are now listening to Wisdom from North podcast with me, Jannike Einias. Here I will explore topics such as metaphysics, spirituality, personal growth, and in general, how we can create good lives for ourselves. My intention is to find some answers, but perhaps more importantly, finding new questions to ask, because there is always something new to discover in this wonderful universe that we live in. In Wisdom from North, we're passionate about helping you take your spiritual growth to that next level. That's why we are collaborating with some amazing spiritual teachers and partners who offer free webinars and classes. Go to wisdomfromnorth.com forward slash free. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the guests and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of Wisdom from North or any entities they may represent. Now, please enjoy the episode. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, everybody. A warm welcome to a new podcast episode on Wisdom from North. Today, we're going to address the big, big questions about what is the universe? What is it made up of? Why are we here? What are the universal laws? I mean, these questions have boggled scientists for so many years, and especially my guest today whose name is Camilo Löken. He's an author, he's a speaker, he's quite well known in Norway. Uh, he has made several online courses. And actually the reason why I'm bringing this interview forward is because we're going to collaborate with him and make an online course with him in 2023 in Norwegian. So I looked through my website and I found this interview from 2014 with him that I remember so well and that got really popular. And he had just written this book, The Paradox of Creation. And I remember after interviewing him, my frequency was so high, I felt I was flying. Like he is the most enthusiastic person you'll ever meet. <laughs> I know that's a big thing to say, but... 
he's just really passionate about what he's speaking about. Like for years, he had been searching for the answers. Why are we here? Uh, where are we going? What is the purpose of life? And he was actually asking these questions out to the universe. And one day he received an email from a man. And that might seem a bit like, okay, he just received an email from a man. Why put so much uh, energy into that? Well, what this man said just made so much sense to him. So he actually wrote a book about this guy's perspective. And that's what we're going to hear about today is this man who wrote this email to Camilo of how he saw the universe and the, the birth of the creation. And uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of us are, maybe not myself, but <laughs> a lot of us on this planet are actually downloading information about secrets that we don't know of and the birth of creation, like answers to a lot of our questions. I think everybody actually has the possibility, but some have sort of a, a no, more open aura to be able to receive it actually. So the truth is out there in the field. I really believe so. But maybe we're not, you know, ready to get the full picture yet. Maybe we need to develop a better brain capacity to be able to understand more of the mysteries of the universe. Because it is said that we only are using 10% of our brains, right? So just imagine using 12% or 13% how much more we would understand. Nevertheless, I love to jump into these big questions, even though I'm not a scientist, I'm just a curious person. So the interesting thing is that Camilo was actually 100% an atheist, but he started asking questions because he had a colleague that died and that made him just go into himself and be like, is this really it? Okay, my family and everybody around me thinks that it's birth to death and nothing more, but is that really true? And that led him on a long path down the rabbit hole to find some answers. And today he's going to share some of what he has discovered on his spiritual quest for answers. So everybody lean back, enjoy this conversation. And hey, if you also want to grab the book that he has written, I can highly recommend it. It's called The Paradox of Creation. You can find it on my website or you can just go to Amazon and find it there. Please enjoy and let me know your perspective after you listen to the episode. I would love to hear from you. Now, Camilo, much, much welcome to Wisdom from North. Thank you very much. Thank you. And we just did this in uh, Norwegian. <laughs> and uh, I actually interviewed you a year ago where we talked about the shift in consciousness. And there you talked more about, you know, the, the present moment, what was going on now. But in this book, you're actually really going into the big, big questions. But before we go there, can you tell the people who don't know you, how did you end up asking these huge questions? Because I know that you were working as a product manager in a big uh, medical company. Yes, actually, I grew up in a family of physicians. And my, my grandfather was a physician, my father was a physician, my uncle, and even my, my older sister, she became a physician. And they're all atheists. Uh, and so I grew up as an atheist. I didn't believe in anything. 
And then I was told that in order to succeed in this one random life, I had to actually just work hard at school, get good grades, and then, then get, get myself an education and secure then a good job in a, in a secure business. So I ended up working in one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world, Merck, Sharp & Dome. It's a huge company. And I stayed there for many years. And one day I had this kind of awakening. I saw a video and it was featuring Bob Proctor. And he said in that video, he said that everything is energy. Everything is vibrating on its own frequency. And we are souls having a physical experience. And that video, a 10 minute video changed everything within me because it was like a fire within. And I became obsessed to find out who am I? What am I doing on this planet? Where am I going? And, you know, these big questions in life. So I started gathering information. I started reading books. I started talking to people with near-death experience. I would start working with shamans and mediums and psychics. And I even had a private meeting with Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, who, who by Forbes magazine named him, him the fifth most influential person in India in 2010. So I have met incredible spiritual uh, people with great information about creation. But I keep asking the universe for more answers. And I, I sort of have all this piece and I started putting these pieces together, but still I was missing the overview. How is it really, you know, connected everything? And I know everything is mind and, and research is so showing that everything is like a field of consciousness, that we are points of consciousness representing this one cosmic mind and it's like different realities and all that. I knew all that, but I didn't have an overview. So I kept asking the universe, show me, show me. And then one day I received an email from a man called Steve Berg in the UK. Uh, he had found my English website called One Mind, One Energy because I publish a lot of information on One Mind, One Energy. And he, he, he saw my face. He didn't read anything on the website. He saw my face and he trusted my face. <laughs> and he said, I want to send him some information because 17 years ago, he had an awakening or actually a, an experience and that was not a near-death experience. It was an expansion of consciousness. He was actually watching the rooftop of, of a church and he was drawn out and he was shown the whole cycle of creation in slow motion. How we come from the infinite and we are here in the finite world and back to the infinite and then around it goes again. So it's just one, like it's a big cycle that's spinning around and it's driven by the infinite. And I realized that what he's saying in this, this email is, is really resonating with me. So I, I, I answered him and we started an email correspondence and it's lasted now for 13 months. And he has so much information about creation and he's using logic to explain it. And that's what's so fascinating with Steve because you have so many gurus and spiritual authors that say, they say many great things, but they cannot explain what's, be, what's before the Big Bang. How did it, uh, did it just happen? And you have scientists like Stephen Hawking saying it came out of nothing, but nothing stays nothing. Nothing can come from nothing. And they say that, well, there was a law called the law of gravity. And because of the law of gravity, then, then actually the universe could just spontaneously come out of nothing. But where did the law of gravity come from? You know, so nothing stays nothing. 
And so what was before the Big Bang? And Steve says that, well, logically, you will never find a starting point because when you find a starting point, you will ask what was before that starting point. And so you keep asking what was before that starting point. So what you see is like an endless cascade, you know, it's like you will never ever find the starting point. So the, the whole universe is magic. So it's actually logic and magic. So it's actually the universe is unmanifested before the Big Bang. So it's a potential. It is no thing. If you look at the word nothing, you have no thing. You split it up into no thing because it's not a thing yet. It's abstract. It's a potential. It's a concept. But it's still something or... Yeah, it's something because it's a potential, an yeah. idea in the idea in the mind of God. So this potential needs space and time to get out to manifest. So we need space and time to create. You cannot create without space and time. And you cannot be conscious without space and time because all is mind. And this mind is infinite because a mind has no starting point, no end point, no restrictions. So the mind is infinite. And there is a mass misconception about what the infinite really is. It has nothing to do with size. The infinite is an unknown state. The infinite is the opposite of the finite. The finite can be measured. We're using space and time to measure things because space and time are quantifications. So they belong to the finite world. So that means space and time cannot belong in the infinite world because you cannot uh, measure the infinite. It's an, inf it's an unknown state. So that means we, you cannot be conscious in the infinite because consciousness requires space and time. If you want to be conscious of me, you need to observe me as something outside yourself. A feeling of space between your point of consciousness and whatever you're observing. It needs space and not physical, but a feeling of space. And also it needs time because it's like, if you want to watch me and you observe me and say, oh, there's Camillo. And then what, what's happening really? Well, you're observing me and then some time passes because it comes back to you as, oh, it's Camillo. It's very fast. It's like, it's, it's like it's in a split second, but still it's, it's time. It's like throwing a ball at a, at a wall and it comes back, it bounces back. So we need space and time to be conscious. So because they are quantifications and we, we need them to create and to be conscious. So that so so you can you can say that space and time belongs to the finite world. So you have a mind which is infinite, and you have a, a, and it, at the same time it's conscious and consciousness requires space and time, which is finite qualities. So you have an infinite mind, and at the same time it's finite, and it's that's the paradox because it's just like the mind is sleeping, which sleeping being a symbolic of the infinite unconscious states because it cannot be known, so it's unconscious. But then the mind is also finite and awake. And here we, we can be conscious and understand creation, how we create stuff and observe things and experience things. So we are in the waking part of the mind. So this mind is both asleep and awake at the same time from the same perspective. And that's impossible. That's a paradox seen from a logical point of view. So that's why creation is magic. But outside this consciousness and time and, and space, is there, uh, you're saying it's uh, unlimited or it's um, potential, Potential, but is there an existence there? There is an isness. 
an isness. An right. isness. Right. But it's not aware of itself because right. you cannot be aware in the infinite because it's no space and time for you to be aware. You need space and time to be conscious. And this, I haven't found anyone talking about this. You have people like Neil Donald Walsh talking about the absolute and the relative, yeah. the absolute being the same as the infinite and the relative being the same as the finite. But they never mention the paradox that this mind is both at the same time. Yeah, I saw people were like writing to you saying that this is a new thought and it's yes. very interesting. But have you found other other people who have talked about this same concept now that you, you know, you talked to this Steve Berg uh, and you started researching and it ended up being this book? Like, did you find other people saying kind of the same thing? No, I haven't found anyone yet. So if anyone out there <laughs> have heard about the paradox and can explain it logically, like I'm doing in this book, I would love to hear about it but i think of oh, sure there must be more people uh, after a while that will actually discover this but we are moving along a cycle from forgetting to remembering because it's like one big cycle being driven by the infinite the infinite needs to manifest its potential so it needs to create a bubble of space and time so it can create we need space and time to create and to actually observe our creation and experience our creation so we experience all there is to experience all the way from fear to love so we go all through di different dimensions different realities in the finite world and when everything is in a way consumed and experienced there is nothing or more to do so so the waking part of the mind tries to do the only thing that's left and that is to understand the opposite which is the infinite part of the mind the, the sleeping part of the mind and it can't do that so what happens is that this mind is rebooted. It's, it's, you know, it's just wiped clean. It's like going into coma, uh, amnesia. So it's total blackout. And then it all starts over again because it's the only game in town. It cannot be any other way. This is logical. You can't, you can't actually argue against it because it's, it's pure logic. And all the string theory and everything, uh, all the universe that people are talking about, we are talking about multiple universes, it's within this. Within the finite world, not our right. world, but, but because we are one part of the finite world, but you have many parts. And people who have near-death experiences, they say that, well, I went to the other side and time just disappeared. There was no time there. Well, then you can't be conscious, so time must be there. But the opposite of space and time is time-space. It's just that here we move around in space, but on the other side, you move around in time. So you're in different time zones, so you move around in time, but here we move around in, in space. Can you elaborate on that? Well, we have three-dimensional space here. You know, we have width and height and depth, so we can move around. I can move around here, sit in this couch, but I cannot move around in time. And Einstein said that space and time, they, are, they are belong together. And... If, if space and time belong together, then, the, then also time and space must be part of that. So the opposite of space-time is time-space. And then you have a way three-dimensional of time, which is past, present, and future. So you can travel in time. You can move around in time, but you, but you have only one-dimensional space. So that's why people say, I was one with everything. I was moving around in time. I could, be, I could go back to the Roman Empire. Because I was consciousness, I was pure consciousness, I was everything. Because they are, it's like, I have this great uh, explanation from Steve. He said, he picture yourself a 3D river, a river that is three-dimensional. It's 
has a length, it has a width, and has a depth. And in the river, there is current. And current is also the same as being present, you know, being, in, you know, currently here, present. So we are dragged along by the current. We, are we cannot move upstream and we cannot move downstream because we are dragged along by this current, a strong current. So time, time is sort of tying us down. If you look at the word time, you split it up, you get tie me. Hmm. The time is tying us up. <laughs> so in the 3D river, we are tied in time. So we are dragged along by this current, by time. But what happens when people die? Well, it's just like this river is going into the sea, multi-dimensional sea. And what happens when a river with a strong current goes into a huge sea? The current disappears, but it's still water. It's still there. You're still there, but you're not dragged along by time anymore. You are in time. You are moving in time. You're splashing around in this multi-dimensional sea. And this is the explanation that Steve gave me, and he has so much great information to share. You know, he can he can go beyond any spiritual guru or spiritual author, and he's a lead worker from the UK, <laughs> and he's been sitting on this information for 17, 18 years, and no one wanted to listen to him. He sent uh, letters to Stephen Hawking, he sent to different newspapers, to near-death experience uh, associations. No one wanted to listen to him. But that's the thing you wrote in this book, that you're, you're reading a lot of different book and books, and uh, a lot of them are uh, channeled, but then you experience afterwards that science is catching up on what yes you know these uh, things these books are saying yes also, i think that channel information is way ad in advance of science so if scientists really want to find out what's going on they should ch charge reading channel information because they have so much great stuff that actually is, is proven later on by science so one example is is the book set speaks by jane roberts that came out in 1972 and she says in that book that, that you know, thoughts are, are electromagnetic units and we create our own reality. And then we know now that, that we produce electric and magnetic fields when we think, but also when we feel. Like the, the research company HeartMath has shown that, that the heart produces electromagnetic fields and also the brain. So we have these two organs and they produce electromagnetic fields and we know that electromagnetic fields can influence the atoms which is making up the, the physical world so we can change our reality with what we think and feel and this has been challenged for many many years and still science didn't catch up until lately you know and, and the same thing with with this hologram that everyone who's challenging information they say that this is a hologram this is an illusion where like actors on a stage or actors in a movie this is not real it is very very hard to to, to understand but then science now has a theory called the holographic principle, mm -hmm. which is actually came out of a, a discussion about if information could disappear or not in black holes. And they say that this is a 3D projection of 2D two-dimensional information on the on the edge of the universe. So it's like like a projection that coming from the edge of the universe creating this 3D hologram but the information is stored on the edge of the universe. So where's the edge of the universe? <laughs> but there is no edge because all is mine. Yeah. We think it is real, but it's not, matter is not real. Energy is, 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 uh, is not real because all is actually mind. The mind is actually oscillating 
from one polarity to another, from negative to positive, it's shifting perspective. So there is no real mass. We say that things vibrate, you know, like you have your, your phone and it's, it, it's vibrating and vibration needs mass. It needs matter to vibrate, but there is no real matter. So where does it come from? It comes from the mind oscillating from one polarity to another. So it, it, it creates the appearance of matter. And Einstein realized that matter and energy is what we what the same thing. So this whole universe is like energy based, but it's actually consciousness experiencing itself. So what you also say in this book, which is really interesting, is that we are playing characters and your character, you know, is coming out with this. And for instance, skeptics have to play their part. So it's all actually in order. <laughs> yes, because I grew up in a family of atheists and my father, he's now eight years old and he's a big skeptic. And, and he had to play that part and he still plays that part so I can have an interaction with a skeptic and see how they think and how they feel about all this. Yeah. Because with, with every, if everyone agrees, well, <laughs> then I have no job. You know, I don't have anything to do. My character is, is obsolete. So we need to play these different characters. And that's why we should all look at each other as, as one big like cells in a cosmic body doing different stuff. You know, we have, we have cells in the little finger, we have cells in the nose, you have cells in the brain, you have cells in the heart. They're all cells, but they're doing different stuff. Yeah. And they're working together, but yeah. we're not working together. We're, we are killing each other. We, we are hurting each other. Yeah. Why do we do that? Because we are ignorant. We are ignorant of that, that we are all part of this huge creation. We are cells in a cosmic body. And what happens when a cell, when the cells in our physical body attack each other, we get autoimmune diseases. It's like civil war. Uh, we attack healthy cells. We think they are intruders, so we attack them and we attack each other across borders to have more power, to gain more stuff, more things, materialism. And we don't understand we're killing ourselves. Yeah, and also because of uh, these laws, right? Cause and effect. Yes, but, but then again, this, this whole thing is a play. It's a movie. So we have to have the bad guys. The crooks. Otherwise, we won't realize that we need to be all one, that we are all one, that that love and peace is the way forward. So all the stuff that happened in history has been preparing us to move from the ego to the heart. Because like what happened in, in, in the Second World War, what happened is that the whole world united against Hitler because there was so much bad stuff going on. It was a wake-up call. But together we were, were part of creating that scenario because we had to show how bad the human spirit can actually be and we don't want that to be repeated. And so we unite. So we need the crooks. Without the crooks, we don't have the heroes. We don't have the drama. We don't have the understanding. So we need resistance. And still had another great way of explaining this to me is that without resistance, there is no moving forward. Imagine you, you're going on a bike and you, you're pedaling and you have, you, and if you, if, if your pedals just fall off this, uh, what do you call this? Uh, when you spin around, if it falls out, then you don't have any resistance and the pedals just move freely, then you don't move forward. So you need resistance in order to move forward. So when you see people, accusing you of stuff and saying bad stuff to you, well, praise them. 
and praise them and just say thank you because they are showing they're a mirror of yourself they're showing something within you that's part of you and that you have not really worked with or or understood so people that come into your life and do bad stuff to you they are there for a reason that was interesting to look at it that way yeah that because we're all one and we're all playing this 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 drama and we have different tasks and we have different things to do in this drama and we have soul contracts so we're supposed to go through some pain in order to appreciate pleasure we cannot have pleasure without pain how do you know how it feels to be warm if you don't know what cold is you need the, the duality world the opposite world so we, we need to experience the duality and when we realize that we have we have been through pain we don't have to actually have pain anymore and another code in the english language is pain if you look at the word pain and you split it up you get pay in we pay in here with pain so we don't have to pay in anymore when we move on so that's why we say when we go to the fifth dimension or a next reality it's a heart-based reality where we, we we actually create from the heart for the benefit of all so there is no ego in that sense and there is no pain because we have paid in here so we don't have to pay in there <laughs> uh, actually i had an interview with uh, howard martin mm -hmm. uh, from heart math and i got that tip from you and i went to the us and that was very interesting so there is science uh, or um, yeah science about this now it's coming more and more out but let's go back to this role because in the western world i have a feeling especially here in scandinavia that we're just trying to fit in all the time mm -hmm. and we're kind of you know that saying that you're born as an originally end up as as, as a copy uh, can you say a little bit about that how we can stay in our original mm -hmm. state in a be way true to yourself it's yeah. so important to be true to yourself and that means to get in touch with your intuition and we have lost contact with our intuition and one of the reasons we have lost our uh, contact with our intuition is because we have lost contact with mother nature mm -hmm. because when you are in contact with mother nature you automatically move down in your brainwave activity into the alpha level and when you are in the alpha level you get access to your subconscious mind and to your intuition you can sort of sense what is good for you when you are in a cross on a crossroad uh, you want to go this way in life or that way in life you should consult your intuition but we are so bombarded by the external world telling us you should go there because then you're safe if you go there you're not safe so we have all these people trying to help us and tell us what's good for us or oh, you have to succeed you have to go that way but you should listen to your intuition and in my way to do that is actually to stop the noise from the external world so i i don't read newspapers i don't watch the news because for me that's a lot of negative stuff some news are, are good news positive news but most of the time it's negative and i don't want that in my life and i want i don't want that to influence me so when i stop that noise then i'm more in touch with myself and also i don't stay around negative people too much because they have a tendency to drag me down and, and can stop my dreams so I, I listen to myself more because i stop the noise for, from 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 the, the external world and i also go in silence i go into the into to nature and there everything just calms down and when you calm down you get in touch with yourself 
And we live in cities with asphalt. We walk around with shoes with plastic and rubber. Plastic, rubber and asphalt, they stop all the energy from Mother Earth. So we're actually stopping ourselves from this incredible source of energy from Mother Earth, which is good for our spiritual development, but it's also good for our health. And in the 50s, or maybe 56 years, uh, last 56 years, we have so many new diseases in the Western world, so many new diseases that, that we have to cope with. But people, indigenous people, they have no cancer, they have no diabetes, they have no Alzheimer's. And people say, well, that's because they eat much more healthy, they live in, 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 in nature and they eat healthy food, no additives. Well, they have different types of food they eat. Some eat just fatty foods and some just eat, eat carbohydrates. So they have different foods, but they have one thing in common, and that's respect for Mother Earth, and they are in physical contact with Mother Earth. Mm. So, and that's, then they're also much more spiritual than we are. Mm. So if we go back into nature, we will get in touch with our int intuition and we can be our own self again. That's a w great way to actually be true to yourself is to go back into nature. And we live in the energy in the modern Western cities. So much negativity going on. You need to move out of that energy field and go into nature. It's pure energy. Mother Earth is helping you. No judgment. No judgment. Calmness. The trees are talking to you. The plants are talking to you. The birds are talking to you. This incredible creation, go into nature, take off your shoes and just connect. Mm. And then you will be true to yourself. And when you when you are true to yourself, then you just want to be yourself. And it's important then not to be dragged into this other world again with all these people saying that you have to do this or that. So you need to also have some people who support you when you're true to yourself. Because I say, I want to follow my dream. I want to quit my job and do this and this and this. No, you're like, can't. are you crazy? Are you crazy? No, you can't do that. You, you, you won't earn any money. No, no, no. Stay where you are. It's safe. Then you need someone who understands you and supports you. So you need to stop the noise from the external world. And you need to go in silence, go into nature and have some support from people around you who understand who you are, who you really are. Yeah, because I think it's so sad. People I talk to, they doubt themselves and they say oh i have this dream but it's so silly and i'm so stupid and others know best what to do you know that we're always like giving the power to other people yes. letting them the universities everybody giving us the knowledge mm -hmm. oh that's the way it works it's like we don't know anything ourselves but there, we do there are so many examples in history who people follow their heart manage to achieve incredible things look at mahatma gandhi he freed india from the British Empire. How is that possible? This little skinny guy, he get, got this whole nation to follow him because he had an idea of freeing India. He came from the heart. He had passion and passion is moving energy because thoughts and feelings are actually what creates this world. So we create our own reality with what we think and feel. And the heart is the most powerful electromagnetic organ we have. So when you come from the heart, when you have passion, you move energy. And if you think of yourself as a sailboat, you are a sailboat and you have the mast and the sail, that is your, that your thought, your steering wheel, the mast and the sail, that's your thoughts. And then you have the wind, which is the feeling. So if you want to reach something, some goal in your life, you need to set the course. You need to say, I want to go there. I want to have this in my life. So you need to set the course. So you have to have your thought, your mental thoughts with you. You have to mentally say, I want this. 
But if you don't have passion, you have no win. You have no way to move forward. So you need that wind, wind in your sail. And then you have some passion and you move a bit this way. And then you move about this way, but you're not moving forward to your goal. So you have all this inter, inter, you know, interference from people, from the media, all this is, and it's messing with your head, with, with your feelings. So you shift in course all the time. So you're going this way and that way and that way. And that, instead of just be passionate because mm. passion is what is driving energy, moving energy into being matter. Energy becomes matter like Einstein realized. Yeah. So passion is the key. Yeah. And you cannot, that's why you need to be true to yourself. Because if you want to be something that you're not, you're not coming from passion. Hmm. You're coming from the ego and the intellect. People telling you that this is good for you. Okay, maybe they're right. So you intellectually just say, yeah, I agree. Okay, I have to do that then. Hmm. You're not coming from the heart. So we need this shift in consciousness is going from from here to here. And it's a long way because we have been programmed to just work hard and so we can be successful because everyone tells us we have to do this and this and this and then we will be happy. And it's not happening. We have to come from the heart. And that's what's so great because now we are getting the knowledge of the importance of the heart. Yes, exactly. And also Hartman says that there are actually brain cells in the heart. And the brain, and actually the heart is picking up information before the brain and sending it to the brain. Right. They have experiments showing that the heart has picked up information in advance uh, before the brain. Yeah. It's incredible. That is incredible. So that's when, when you meet people, you know, you, you can meet a person and come into this room and you meet a person and immediately you say, oh, there's something blocking me here from that person. Yeah. No chemistry. And we say that no chemistry because the energy of what is off. You're on a different wavelength and the heart is sensing that. And then you can meet another person and it's like, wow, I've known you for all my life. Yeah. Oh, you are so great. But the thing is, you have never talked to this person and still you feel it feels like you know this person because the heart is picking it up is that what is happening when you fall in love uh, yeah maybe <laughs> yeah maybe so uh let's talk about the universal laws can you talk a little bit about them and how we can use them consciously to actually you know create the life of our dreams well you know this is like a cosmic game and all games they have laws. We, if you don't know the laws, then life will seem random. Uh, and I grew up with the fathers telling me that life is random. You know, everything is based on luck and coincidence because I was ignorant of the laws of the universe. And there are laws like the law of vibration, the law of attraction, the law of polarity, the law of unity, the law of correspondence, the law of gender. There are many laws. And I ha actually have a course on, on the platform called udemy.com. And if you go to my website, CamillaLoken.com, uh, and you click on the English flag, you will actually see that I have an online course about all these laws. Okay. So you can take this online course uh, or you can just go to MasterLaws.com and you can actually take an online course that would help you understand and integrate these laws into your life because it has to do with how you think and feel. It has to master, you, you have to master your thoughts and your feelings because everything is based on energy. So this whole game is based on an energy. It's like a frequency game. And if you don't know the rules to how this works, then you can't play the game to your advantage. So people are ignorant of the, these rules and that's why 
things seems random. But and when you start to know these rules, you realize that what happens to you is something that you attracted with your frequency. And when you come from the ego, you have a personal frequency. And when you come from the heart, from the essence of who you are, that's like the home frequency, the soul frequency. Some, someone calls this the soul signature. It's like the an other type of frequency. It's a higher frequency than a personal frequency because the personal frequency is sort of ego-based. Okay. But the, the home frequency is heart-based and that's a, that's a sort of a higher frequency. That's why the passion is so important. So when you have passion in your life, you're actually activating the law of vibration and the law of attraction in a very strong ma manner and then you attract it faster into your life. It's just like if you have wind in your sails, you will move forward. And the more passion, the more wind. And that's why then you, you're sort of activating these laws very fast. And there are people on this earth who can manifest very, very fast. So, and they are they're mastering this aligned with their soul purpose because they're living from the heart. In yes, them. they're living from the essence of who they are. So when when the time from from you get an idea until it's realized and manifested here, when that is shortening down, then you're being becoming a, an ascended master in the end. Have you experienced that yourself? No, also, it takes a long time. From, yeah, I'm, I'm far away from the ascended master, I'll tell you that. But I understand the formula, the, the laws and the games of this universe. I, I have studied these laws for many years and I do get results. But still, I am struggling with, with mastering all these laws all the time because I still get angry. I still get upset. I still go into the drama. And we're not supposed to go into the drama because we are not the person. I am not Camillo. I'm playing Camillo. So when something bad happens in my life, instead of being angry or upset, I should actually pull myself out and watch myself from above saying, okay, you're playing Camillo. It's nothing personal. It's just a character in a movie. And when the movie is over, you go home. <laughs> <laughs> but that's very hard to do because we think we are ourselves. I think I'm Camillo. But I'm not Camillo. And you're actually reacting from your old patterns? Exactly. You're acting from something like like an old paradigm. It's just there. And then uh, a reaction. What is that? Reaction. It's an action that you have done before. It's a reaction. Right. The same action. So instead of reacting, we should respond. And that requires just breathing in and just connecting with your heart. Because when you connect with your heart and you think of something very loving in your life, it could be your dear one or it could be your puppy or something that may makes you feel filled with love, then you will have another reaction or another response to that situation. And that creates new patterns that are more healthy for you. Yes, and then it will never come back mm -hmm. because you go up in your vibration, up in your, your level of consciousness, and then you're standing on a different frequency so you don't attract that anymore. I mean, if you don't uh, sort of do that, then you will have new situations coming into your life because you're still standing on the same reaction frequency. Mm -hmm. So you will have similar situations coming into your life because you're attracting them. Mm -hmm. And if you don't deal with that, you're going to keep getting new situations because you're sending out and it's coming back. You're sending out, it's coming back. And one day you just, hello, you have to get this. You are sending it out, it's coming back. And then when you respond with love, no matter what it is, 
with love and you forgive if it's something bad people have done but forgiveness is one of the strongest thing you can do so when you forgive and you come from love you go up in your level of consciousness you're up in frequency and you're sending out on a different a different frequency a different vibration and you come a new situation coming and they are more love-based but still there are certain things that we are supposed to learn or that we have some soul contracts yes. people are saying we have soul contracts i think that I, i can't prove that but i do believe that we have soul contracts and we don't really attract everything into our lives because something will appear because it's supposed to appear as part of the soul contract Uh, it's like an activation in us and that will influence the frequency so you do attract it but it didn't come from your subconscious mind because it's part of the uh, it's part of the the aura field or the dna i don't really know that but i do feel that there is soul contracts and brian the floor is a friend of mine a spiritual teacher and and I just interviewed him yeah you interviewed him and also and a great artist he says that we do have soul contracts and many people who work with the with the spiritual world they say we have soul contracts so there is some activation going on it, it's happening in my own life because i used to be an atheist but when i was 15 16 years old something happened in my life that i, I had this incredible interest for the for the metaphysical for near-death experience uh, reincarnation and all that stuff and I hadn't been told by anyone in my family that that this was part of life. I, you know, I had nothing in my life going on that would would actually make me think of those things and then track them into my life. And still, I was starting reading books about near-death experiences. So I think that was some sort of activation. So I think it's a combination of activation and also what we actually attract into our lives. The the combination with the free will and destiny in a way. Yes, we have certain free will, but but then again, we are characters playing a, a certain role. And I think the free will is just like being on a train and the train is going in one direction. Uh, but you will have to go through certain events in your life, situations. And, and the thing is, you can look out the window on the left side or the right side. If you're looking at the left side, it's like being negative to the situation or on the right side, it's being positive. So how do you deal with so how do you deal with that situation? And you can choose to look to the right from side the, from the left to the right yeah. because the the train is going the same it's going down that road anyway you're being led down certain you know pathways and nothing is really wrong it's just that how how do you respond to those different situations and yeah. uh, so so it will go down that path and and, and if you sort of don't If you respond in, in a negative way, then it's like just the train is slowing down. It's it's more of that stuff is coming back. You're only seeing those negative people on the negative yeah. side. <laughs> but then we attract, you know, if you don't get it, then you still have the same frequencies. You attract more of that same. But it's just like, for me, it's like the train is slowing down. So you just see more of that stuff. Right. Uh, but you will still move forward in the direction you're supposed to move forward in. Thank you so much, yeah. Camilo. Is there anything you want to say in the end? Well, I, the only thing, just be true to yourself and, and have people who around you that support you. So if you have a dream, follow your dream and don't give it up because you have the potential to be anything because then you are coming from your heart, your passion, and you're standing at a different frequency, a different vibration. And when people support you too, then you get wind in your sail and you will reach your destination, you will reach your goal. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you want to become more who you are and live in alignment with your soul's purpose and explore a deeper meaning with your life, then you are most welcome to join Wisdom from North membership. If you want to go deeper, you can find all our English online courses and programs at wisdomfromnorth.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube just by searching for Wisdom from North. Until the next episode, much light from here.